Welcome to the Folktale Project, this is Dan Charles. Today we have part 5 and the third quest from Pretty Goldilocks in the story of Pretty Goldilocks. Today, the princess has sent our young Charming off to find water from the Fountain of Health and Beauty, which sounds like an interesting enough quest in and of itself, but it's inside of a deep cave. The entrance is guarded by two dragons, and, well, it's inside a hole inside a hole inside the cave. So Charming has his work cut out for him. This is The Story of Pretty Goldilocks, Part 5. Princess, said he, you at least can never need this water, but I am an unhappy ambassador whose death you desire. Where you send me, I will go, though I know I shall never return. And as the Princess Goldilocks showed no sign of relenting, he started with his little dog for the gloomy cavern. Everyone he met on the way said, What a pity that a handsome young man should throw his life away so carelessly. He's going to the cavern alone, though if he had a hundred men with him he could not succeed. Why does the princess ask impossibilities? Charming said nothing, but he was very sad. When he was near the top of a hill, he dismounted to let his horse graze while Frisk amused himself by chasing flies. Charming knew he could not be far from the gloomy cavern, and on looking about him he saw a black hideous rock from which came a thick smoke, followed in a moment by one of the dragons with fire blazing from his mouth and eyes. His body was yellow and green, his claws scarlet, and his tail was so long that it lay in a hundred coils. Frisk was so terrified at the sight of it that he did not know where to hide. Charming, quite determined to get the water or die, now drew his sword, and taking the crystal flask which pretty Goldilocks had given him to fill, said to Frisk, I feel sure that I shall never come back from this expedition. When I am dead, go to the princess and tell her that her errand has cost me my life. Then find the king, my master, and relate all my adventures to him. As he spoke, he heard a voice calling, Charming! Charming! Who calls me? said he. Then he saw an owl sitting in a hollow tree who said to him, You saved my life when I was caught in the net. Now I can repay you. Trust me with the flask, for I know all the ways of the gloomy cavern, and I can fill it from the fountain of beauty. Charming was only too glad to give her the flask, and she flitted into the cavern quite unnoticed by the dragon. After some time she returned with the flask, filled to the very brim with sparkling water. Charming thanked her with all his heart and joyfully hastened back to the town. He went straight to the palace and gave the flask to the princess who had no further objection to make. So she thanked Charming and ordered that preparations should be made for her departure. And they soon set out together. The princess found Charming such an agreeable companion that she sometimes said to him, Why didn't we stay where we were? I could have made you king and we should have been so happy. But Charming only answered, I could not have done anything that would have vexed my master so much, even for a kingdom, or to please you, though I think you are as beautiful as the sun. At last they reached the king's great city, and he came out to meet the princess, bringing magnificent presents, and the marriage was celebrated with great rejoicings. 
But Goldilocks was so fond of charming that she could not be happy unless he was near her, and she was always singing his praises. If it hadn't been for charming, she said to the king, I should never have come here. You ought to be very much obliged to him, for he did the most impossible things and got me water from the fountain of beauty so I can never grow old and shall get prettier every year. Then Charming's enemies said to the king, It is a wonder that you are not jealous. The queen thinks there is nobody in the world like Charming, as if anybody you could have sent could not have done just as much. It is quite true, now I come to think of it, said the king. Let him be chained hand and foot and thrown into the tower. So they took Charming, and as a reward for having served the king so faithfully, he was shut up in the tower, where he only saw the jailer, who brought him a piece of black bread and a pitcher of water every day. However, little Frisk came to console him, and told him all the news. And that is part five of the story of Pretty Goldilocks. The young Charming has succeeded so far. He's at least brought the princess back, and she's now a queen. But the courtiers, as they often are, have thrown a massive wrench into the plans. For no good reason, it seems. There's no hint of any infidelity. And yet, they had to go and make a mess of things. This is Dan Scholes with the Folktale Project. Don't forget that you can subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, Overcast, anywhere you like to get your podcasts. You can find us on threads at Folktale Project. You can find us on Instagram, also at Folktale Project. And you can always find us wherever you like to listen to your podcasts. As always... Thank you so much for listening.